Parak Bay's Mishnah Zion. Marachikin es min ha'ir. When one is planting a tree, he has to distance it from the city, from the edge of the city, esim v'chamish amba, 25 amos. It's beautiful to the city when there's an open area around the city. Therefore, when planting a tree, you have to distance yourself 25 amos from the edge of the city so the open area is provided and makes the city look beautiful. A charv is a carob tree. Shikma is sycamore. So these trees, the branches are much marub and they're much bigger. Chamishim amos, you have to provide 50 amos. fifty amos to provide an open area and provide beauty for the city. Abashal Omar says, Abashal, call Elan Sirak, any uh, tree that does not give forth fruit. Chamishim Amma, one has distanced himself with 50 Amos from the city. Call Elan She'ena Oseperos, Machikin Oseperos, with 50 Amos. Imeir Kadma. Now, what happens if the city came before the planting of the tree? Meaning, Shinatu Adam Karavit Le'ir, Shalokadin. A person went ahead, he planted a tree near the city, Shalokadin, against the Halacha. And we know now that the city was there before the tree. So then, kotit, you chop down the tree, you don't give him any kind of compensation. The b'nei ear can go ahead and cut it down. They're not obligated to pay to the bali to the owner of the tree, the value of the tree, since he planted it without permission. But if, this, if the tree came before the building of the city, the tree owner planted it before the city was built, kotit, you can still cut it down, but give him uh, proper compensation. The Mar explains, First you cut down the tree, and then afterwards the owners come and collect their compensation. Because if the tree owner can withhold the chopping of the tree until he gets compensated, then it would never be chopped down. Because we say, the pot of partners is not hot and it's not cold. Meaning, since the tree owner has to receive compensation from the kupa of the ear, from the city funds, that's the pot of partners. It's a fund of money that belongs to the city. It's all partnership. If he'll say, don't cut down the tree until you compensate me, the tree will be there forever. Because the askanim of the city, all the politicians in the city, each one will rely on each other to compensate this fellow. And the tree fellow is not going to be um, you know, pushing for it to be compensated because he doesn't want it to be cut down to begin with. And it'll never happen. Therefore, first we cut down the tree, and then afterwards he can go to the city and uh, collect his compensation through the basin. What about Suffolk, Zekadam, Suffolk, Zekadam? If we don't know, what came first? Was, did the city come first, before the tree, or did the tree come before, before the city? And of course, it's planted within the measurements that we set. So then, Kotate, the city will cut down the tree, nevertheless. Why? Because the Bainja cut my ear, whether the city came first, whether the tree came first, at the end of the day, the tree is within its boundary, like we explained earlier. We want there to be an open area around the city for the beauty of the city. We don't want any trees planted there. So either way, I'll cut it down. However, with regards to compensation, the Eino knows the tree owner does not get compensated. The, the city fund is not obligated to pay the owner of the tree until the owner of the tree brings witnesses that the tree was planted before the city was built. Why? Because of the famous principle, the burden of proof is upon you. You want to show me that I owe you money? Bring proof. If you can prove it, I'll pay you. If you can't prove it, I'm not obligated to pay you. Mishnah Ches. We have a brief introduction, and let's go through it. It's Kedai to understand the Mishnah better. Says the Kahati, 
the Mishnah's commentation is like this. One who has the threshing floor, the silo. So you have to distance it from the city, from the fields, from the sados, in order that the mites, the shafts, don't cause any damage. And there are two types of granos, two types of gairens, two types of silos. There's a gairen kavua, more of a permanent gairen, and then there's a gairen she'enek, more of a temporary gairen. A gairen kavua, hainu gairen she'ishba arima gadol, has a big pile of gargare tivua, of grains of tivua, v'zayim ba bikavias, and you're constantly um, uh, taking your pitchfork as a tivua sabrechas, and you're doing winnowing. And cleaning out to clean up the grains from the from the shafts, the prop the process of winnowing. So that's gonna be a a, a gairin kavua, a more established gairin, where you're doing it on a set basis. You're constantly lifting up the grains with your pitchfork and uh, shaking off the shafts and cleaning up the grains. A gairin she'ene kavua, more of a temporary gairin, he gairin she'ene bakriga, there's no big pile there. Ve'en zareba brechas, you don't use a uh, pitchfork when you do the winnowing process. Ela haruach, you just use the wind, minashavas bakri, you know, the wind comes, it blows, it blows off the shafts from the kri, from the pile. Va'amayt neither may love, the shafts just fall off on their own. So va'amnam gairin, a gairin, which is not kavua, a temporary gairin, does not need any kind of distance. En tzichim laharchit. Since the hezek, the damage that it causes is very, very small. Whereas a garin, a permanent garin, you do have to provide a distance, as the Mishra will explain. Marachikin garin kavua mineir. One has to distance a garin kavua permanent silo from the city, from the edge of the city. Chamishim alay fifty amos, because of the shafts that fall off, they damage the people of the city. And so too, lo yasa adam garin kavua b'tochshlo. A person should not build a permanent silo in his own field. Ela imkain yishle chamishim amal karuach. Unless he has fifty amos in every direction. Shekol hashetach sevav agarin all the area around the silo b'merchak with a, a, a radius shachamishim amah fifty amos he shelo has to be owned by this fellow by by the owner u'merchak b'nitiyosav shelchaverei u'mini right and you distance yourself from the plantings of your friend and from the plowed field of your friend kadesh lo yazik in order not to cause damage I mean the Gemara explains that this last part of the Mishnah is giving a reason of what we just mentioned. Why should a person lo yasa adam garin? A person should not build a permanent silo in his own field. Ela imkain unless yesh lo chamishim amadar shifti amaradius to all areas to all sides. What's the reason? The reason is kadesh lo yazik lentiyosav his shaft should not cause damage to the plants of his friend's field or or cause any damage to the plowing of his friend's field because the mites these shafts miyavish as lentiyos they'll dry up the plantings mukalkal asanira and it can ruin the plowed field. Therefore, these, measure, these measurements are provided by the Mishnah in order to provide proper protection for the nearby owners that are planting in their fields accordingly.